a new year, a new you, a new Houston Astros team goes into 2024, the year of Yiner Diaz and what we have in front of us, projections for this team. Let's talk about it right now. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talks Rose. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can we find you at? They can find me at HTML House on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. Guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen all 2023. But now it's a new year, baby. So go ahead and make us your first listen in 2024. And 2024 is the year Yiner Diaz. We're going to talk about uh, what uh, he was voted into this year uh, for last year, I guess. And we'll go ahead and uh, look at some projections a little bit later on today. But go ahead and make us your first listen uh, in 2024 and subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, go ahead and become everyday on Apple Odyssey. See Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. And so uh, we got a lot in store this year. I know a lot of Astros fans are down and out because the Astros have not gone out and done a lot this offseason. But uh, there's a lot of people that still have a lot of faith, including uh, fan graphs. And we'll talk about their projections for the Astros a little bit later. But for right now, this is the first show I've done with you. It's been it, it feels like a year, Brett. It does. You know, it, this is this is this is the time of year where you're trying to wind down, reset, and it just seems like the wheels of time continue to spin and go faster and faster and faster. And so I know it's been a good time with family and friends for both of us. But look, I'm ready to hop into this, man. This 2024 season, I think, is going to be really exciting. I think Yanner Diaz is going to be the top of a topic of a lot of conversations. I think he's going to have a lot of really positive impact on this team, not just offensively, but defensively. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see how this team projects out. I'm excited to see when this team reports 42 days as of Tuesday. If you're listening Wednesday, it'll be 41 days until the first day pitchers and catchers can report, which is February 13th. All right, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So I know a lot of people um, kind of were down and out about the Astros last year. They felt like they probably should have started Yiner Diaz a little bit more last year. But now he is the everyday catcher. Martin Malonado is now with the Chicago White Sox. And so he's going to be the everyday catcher. So I've been kind of just going through all the projections. We'll talk about the projections in a second. But I do want to, before we get into that, congrats to Yiner Diaz, who was just voted on the catcher of the uh, MLB All-Star, All-Rookie, All-Star team by uh, Baseball Digest. 
eBay. Uh, so this is a honor of all the catchers out there, all the rookies out there. He was selected to a team. So that's a big honor. And it just shows that despite how little he actually played at catcher last year, he played more than we think he did. But um, uh, I know that we want to see him more at catcher. And I think we're going to get that in 2024. Oh yeah, definitely. And that is, that is one of the things that I'm super excited about, Eric. This guy in 104 games hit 282 and the OPS of 846, 23 home runs, 22 doubles, drove in 60 runs. Look, if you insert him into this lineup, I think in more games, 30 more games this year, this past year, maybe you see some different results. I'm not saying that Yanner Diaz was the difference in the Astros, you know, getting one over on the Rangers. That was a whole mental issue that we don't, you know, have want to tackle that this, this show. But this is a kid that, you know, he is criticized a lot for um, swinging at a lot of stuff. Um, but I think you're going to see a more focused Diaz. I think you're going to see a guy. Not only is he going to excel, but Eric, he has a solid backup option, a veteran in Victor Carantini, who I think is actually going to make Diaz better because it takes the pressure off of Diaz having to be in there every single day. Um, Diaz may get some opportunities to DH as well. Um, but this kid... For all the offensive woes we had at home, he hit 40 or 60 points higher at home than he did on the road. And that gives me a lot of hope for him in 2024. So I was kind of hoping I was, I've been looking at all the projections and I'm like, okay, being an everyday catcher, he hits better as a catcher. A lot of projections going to have him hitting 30 home runs or something like that. But last year we have to understand that in, um, what in 104 games and 355 at bats, he had 23 home runs, 60 RBIs last year. He batted 282 with the 846 OPS. He had 74 strikeouts uh, and 11 walks. So that was um, in his first full season. So looking at all the uh, different um, projections, uh, Steamer, a lot of people kind of base it off that. He's expected to have. Uh, maybe 393 at-bats. I don't know why his at-bats would go down this year. I mean, I guess that's going up a little bit, but he's only going to have 21 home runs, 61, 63 RBIs, 272 batting average, and an OPS of 802. So as I go through this, I do want to bring up something that I've already uh, brought up on this podcast. As an everyday catcher, he may have a little bit of a learning curve. So some of his stats, his counting stats may go down just a tad. Uh, but I think that once he gets the um, gets used to the everyday grind of being a catcher, I think that uh, those numbers will come back up. But if you look at uh, what Fangraphs have him, has him doing in 411 at-bats, 22 home runs, 66 RBIs, uh, batting 273 with uh, with a 800 OPS and, you know, I'm a fantasy guy. So I got to look at the fantasy rankings too. And overall he's supposed to hit uh, 22 home runs, 66 RBIs and uh, have OPS of 808. So it's not this big, like breakout uh, season expected, but at the same time, we we saw him play last year, Brett. We know that as a catcher, he hits a lot better. Oh yeah. And it's, I think it's just like with, with anything else going on with the Houston Astros, what you're also going to see Eric, what I think is going to help is I don't think Joe spot is going to play with the lineup as much as Dusty Baker did. Okay. 
I, I really feel like at the end of the day, you're going to see Yonder Diaz settle into a certain spot in the lineup and wherever he hits, he's going to hit. And you have guys around him. Look, fan graphs for whatever it's worth. They're only projecting Jordan Alvarez to hit 39 home runs. Okay. But they have been playing 141 games. I, I don't see how this guy doesn't put up a 45 or a 50 spot this next year. If he stays healthy, and they do the rotation right in left field, and they put him in DH the right times and left field the right times, switching that out with Chaz McCormick, Victor Carantini kind of had this rotation. I see that projection being higher. But Yanner Diaz, honestly, I have him hitting 30 home runs this year, Eric. I really do. I, I know that's a high number, but your point is valid because the catcher, and, and this goes to the point of Maldonado last year's overuse, I think and his age, and if his de- defensive metrics and his offense was was not wherever, <laughs> it was the lowest on, on every front except for maybe home runs, right? Right. But I think that's where he was wearing down. Maybe you had an ego with with Maldi. Maybe it was just a thing with Dusty. We don't really know. We, we all act like we know. We don't really know that we know. But Yiner Diaz, the thing he has on his side is his age, so he's not as worn down, Right. But there will be some residual effect, and that will be up to him. But I don't think I would want anybody else at this position doing what he's doing and give more trust to anybody else in this entire league because I really think, Eric, we're looking at a future all-star catcher. I think we're looking at one of the best catchers in Astros history. If he stays injury-free, I think you're going to see a great performance out of this kid. All right, so in a second, I'm going to go and give you where he ranks I know this is fantasy baseball wise, but uh, these guys do a lot of uh, uh, research into this. Where does he rank in terms of catchers? Uh, where does he rank compared to Sean Murphy, Wilson Contreras, uh, Dalton Varsho, some of these guys? So we'll go ahead and talk about that in seconds. And but uh, wonder what FanDuel has him projected to do this season. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Astros. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Let me tell you something. The regular season is about to end. The Houston Texans are one win away from the playoffs, one step away. So why not step into the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now? New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. Let me tell you how that is. Same game parlays that are live. You find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way and the best popular finds of parlays are there and more. And look, let me show you something we've got here. For you guys, the Texans and the Colts money line right here. The Texans are plus 100. The Colts are minus 118. The over-under is 46 and a half. So go to FanDuel.com today slash locked on and make your first bet, make it a layup. Why? Because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Hey, guys, go and check out Locked On Sports today. It is a great uh, 24-7 streaming channel that's there 24-7. It's got all the sports news of today. Who's going to go to the um, Super Bowl this year? Um, What about all the college action, everything that's going on? Uh, Who's going to win a World Series now that spring training is around the corner? There's all this stuff that's going on, and uh, Locked On Sports today has all the experts on 
Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to the first ever national sports streaming channel 24-7 a day. And uh, go ahead also uh, check out Locked On Astros, and um, we appreciate it. All right, so... Yeah, I'm a little rusty here, but um, I, you know who's not a little rusty? I think that Yiner Diaz is going to be um, – he he looks like he's getting ready for this season. Uh, he looks like he's taking it seriously. I know that him and Joe Espada already have this relationship because he was the uh, bench manager. And so I think that um, he already knows a lot of the pitchers here. There hasn't been – there's been a lot of turnover but I don't think we've seen a big, um, a whole bunch of new pitchers, so to speak. But uh, before we uh, move on, I do want to go ahead and say where he ranks. He ranks fifth in terms of top overall catchers for the 2024 um, fantasy baseball drafts. So he ranks ahead of Salvador Perez. He ranks ahead of Sean Murphy, Sean Murphy, who got all that money from the Braves. Francisco Alvarez, who either strikes out or hit a, hits a home run, and Wilson Contreras, and all these other names. But the only players that uh, rank ahead of him is Adley Rushman at number one, JT Realmuto at number two, uh, Will Smith at number three, William Contreras at number four, and then you have Yiner Diaz at number five. Granted, this is a composite ranking. This is all the different uh, ranking sites. So, uh, but that's still pretty cool. Well, you know, he leads in pop time. We know he can throw runners out. I mean, he he's a, he's a really good framer. And the bottom line is his chemistry with, with, with these veteran pitchers. You know, Frember Valdez had Maldonado. How's that going to affect Frember Valdez? Because I think, I don't think there's going to be any drop-off. Framber, remember, called out Yanner Diaz in a good way and said, I would totally trust him if he was catching me. Like he does good with the staff. And I think that goes a long way with someone like Justin Verlander. Look, if Yanner Diaz wasn't ready, I mean, for if I had a nickel for every post that I've seen on random social media sites saying Yanner Diaz is not ready. Do you think that with a staff that includes veterans like Justin Verlander, first ballot hall of famer, Framer Valdez, Christian Javier, who at times have been shaky, but Lance McCullers, Luis Garcia coming back midway. If they didn't think Yonder Diaz was ready, do you think they would put him in charge of a staff that has so many stellar potential starters? I don't think so. And what what also worries me at times about the fan base is we act like we haven't been here before. Seven straight ALCS. I mean, the right. bottom line is this, Eric. This kid's going to be ready. He's been doing work. He's been putting in work back at home. He is ready, and he is already considered a top-five catcher without even starting a single game in 2024. The league knows what his potential is. He was in the Futures game with Hunter Brown. And look, I think someone like Hunter Brown's going to excel. I, I think him and Yiner get along. They have a chemistry. The battery of Yiner Diaz and Victor Carantini is going to be one of the best catching combos in the league. You can bookmark that today. Yeah, and this is something the Astros have not seen for a while. Maybe when Brian McCann, um, Brian McCann, and who else was it? Uh, was it Evan Gaddis? But no, yeah, it was it was Evan. And, and you know, Evan Evan Gaddis played a role. Evan Evan Gaddis had value. Um, you know, he had that year where he had all those triples, but he he did have his value, and he right. he was kind of a bargain bin guy. Brian McCann was at the end of his career, but they they worked out well. But usually the the Astros will have one catcher. And then it kind of falls off from there. 
it makes you wonder though, what like when we play the White Sox, all three of their catchers are Astros. All three. Former Astro Max Stassi, former Astro um and top top selection, you know, low round selection and um or high round selection and Corey Carlos Lee. And Chris. then and then um and then um Martin Maldonado. Isn't no. yeah, Carlos Perez, right? No, Martin Maldonado, Corey Lee, and Max Stassi are all oh, catchers right. now for the White Sox. Yeah. So they're the South Side Astros. <laughs> I thought Carlos Perez was over there too. Um, but no. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that Corey Lee was like, finally, I get out from under Martin Maldonado's shoulder uh, shadow. I can go ahead and be my own guy. I'm on a new <laughs> team. I can shine. And then he signs with the White Sox. Well, I think though, I think Corey Lee is going to be their starter because yeah, clearly probably. the deal, the deal that Maldonado signed was 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 in a backup role. Corey Lee is their catcher of the future, and look. I, I really wish Corey Lee all the best. Um, Chicago needed a, a solid catching option. And who knows? He may be the catcher that got away. Um, but if he is, I, I would much rather kick it over to Yiner Diaz. I'm just, dude, the more I talk about Victor Carantini, the more I find out about him, the more I look into him, I'm excited to have him back there because this dude is going to play first. He's going to be DH. He's right. going to be about Jose Abreu. I mean, we've got some really cool stuff. But um, and I'm excited where this team projects too offensively. Yes, and um, a lot of people, like I said, are kind of down on the Astros for not going out and getting those big time free agents or making a big trade. Uh, what's Dana Brown doing? Well, he's getting those bargain bin um, pieces like Caratini, and he's getting what you need to compete. And there's a lot of people that still have the Astros as favorite to go to the World Series. And we'll talk about uh, what uh, Fangraphs has them ranked as in a second. Uh, but I'm just excited about this team. I think that uh, Yiner Diaz, this is his time to shine. And there's not really anybody really um, nipping at his uh, rear, so to speak, for playing time. I mean, Caratini c- could come in and uh, challenge him or maybe take over some more playing time if he struggles. But I think the Astros, like I, I said in an earlier podcast, they're going to give him a chance to struggle. They're going to give him a chance to grow. And oh, yeah. there's going to be some growing pains. Well, and, and I don't, I mean, I mean, honestly, for all intents and purposes here, um, Yanner Diaz is the first, second, and third option. Um, Carantini does, though, like I said, offers that buffer for him to give him the rest days. When and when he's not catching, if you want to give a Brayu rest day, you can throw Carantini at first. I mean, so you you've got a really cool rotation out in left field where you've got um, Jordan and you got McCormick. Right. You know, so you got Jordan. Going between DH, you got Altuve going to DH some. You've got Yiner's probably going to DH some. So it's it's going to be a fun. I, I really think it's going to be a good season. I, I just I don't I don't see where this season goes wrong. I don't think the offense is going to be the issue. I think all the questions remain in the bullpen, the health of the pitching, things like that is is really the crux of where I think we win or lose this next year. So we'll go and look at what Fangraphs have some ranked in a second. Locked On today has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of today with local experts of Locked On, uh, like Brett and I, on uh, plus the national experts covering every league, every sport, 
whatever you want to talk about or listen to, that's what they're talking about. So go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever uh, national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, uh, Brett, I do want to go ahead and uh, we've been kind of talking about this. I know that it's kind of a lot of people haven't really done the pure projections yet, but this is uh, Fangraphs does this like uh, they have they still say 2023 year to date, 2023 projected rest of the season. Then they have 2024 projected full season. So the Braves are the number one team with a, a projected 606 winning percentage. The Dodgers have a 563 winning percentage. And then the Astros have a 558 winning percentage. So mm. that is third. That's above the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Twins. And if you want to know the math, that's about 90 to 91 wins. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, last year, 90 wins felt like 79 wins, didn't it? (laughs) Or if you look at the adverse, 90 wins felt like 100 wins just because it seemed like everybody was struggling there towards the end. I, I really think, Eric, because of this offense, because of the runs we add per game, as they project out with someone like Yanner Diaz with Chaz getting regular at bats. And I, I really think, um, I know you talked about if like Yanner doesn't, doesn't work out. I think Jake Myers is more that guy in center field. They're putting all their eggs in the Jake Myers basket. And, and something tells me though, that he doesn't have a very long leash. And if he's not working out, they could go out and trade someone at the trade deadline to replace him. Or they bring somebody up that gets right. hot. They get a hot hand. If Pedro Leon can fix the holds on a swing, God, that would be a gift. Um, Joey Loperfito, he's not really a center fielder, more of a corner guy. But, heck, you could slide Chaz right there into center field um, if they want to look at. Who knows? Let's say the Rangers make another big move. Does that force Jim Crane's hand in going out and getting a left fielder like a Solaire? You know what I'm saying? Going out and force his hand and, and having to spend – and then all of a sudden center field is between Chaz and Jake because the club's going to tell us what they want us to hear. They may not tell us what their full intentions are in what they're telling us, correct? And, yes. I mean, we've seen that. So, Eric, tell me if I'm if I'm off here or if you can check with this. I think with this offense being more powerful and us starting off with guys like Altuve not on the I.L., with Jordan healthy, with with Bregman looking like he's just coming just just to prove everybody wrong to get that money. With this offense, the way I project it, don't don't you see them being able to easily win more than ninety games this year? Yeah, I think so. It also depends on the pitching. Uh, how does Lance McCullers sure. come back? How does Luis Garcia uh, do? How does Justin Verlander do with? Um, he's not getting any younger. So from Valdez, Hunter, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of what ifs, especially with the rotation. So, uh, but one thing to kind of think about with Jake Myers is I know this is, um, I don't know how uh, fan graphs and roster resources do it, but I'm looking at what Jake Myers is. He's 27 and a half years old. Uh, but if you're looking at his overall power rank, he's 262. So mm-hmm. it, that doesn't give me a lot of we got this, you know, uh, but we, Alex Bregman is ranked number 11, Kyle Tucker, number seven, you have Jordan Alvarez at number 38, Altuve 
I think this is based off maybe a um, he missed a lot of time last year is 111. So, so where where does where does Chaz rank? Chaz ranks um, at 120. See, and Jeremy okay. Pena ranks at 108. I understand. I, so yes, I think Pena and and Altuve are ranked there respectively because of what happened last year. Period. Right. But. And this is this is where I don't understand. And this is where I think a lot of fans were kind of frustrated when when they when they came up with this with this Jake Myers. Thing. And look, if they're Jake Myers fans out there, th- this isn't any disrespect to Jake Myers. It's more of what has one guy done over the other recently, right? And to me, Chas McCormick clearly has won this position. Now, Jake Myers, yes, is the better defensive center fielder, and if that's what you're going for, great. But I really think they're protected. I really think they're moving um, Jordan Alvarez to more of a DH role just because they don't want him out in the field that much. That right. that's, that's the only way I think you can explain um, him getting less starts because we know he hits better overall when he's playing in the field. Now this is an adjustment period for Jordan Alvarez that may affect my home run prediction for him because if he's playing DH more and not as much in left field, it may reduce somewhat his, his um his projectability, but I think Yanner Diaz is a perfect counter to that because yeah. you knew once you got to the bottom of this lineup, just pretty much throw throw a slider or an off speed pitch to Jeremy Pena, he strikes out. Um, just throw anything to Maldonado, he strikes out if he doesn't hit a home run. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. he was either he was either Albert Pujols or he was Mendoza. I mean, he he was he was one or the other. He was. You know, in all in all due respect, we I I think we held the line pretty nicely last year, Eric, in respecting Maldonado, but also recognizing that a change needed to occur. All right, I'm gonna light a little bit of of a fire at the end of the show. Uh, Remember, Jake Myers was ranked at uh, 262. Yeah, Mauricio Dubon is ranked at 146. Wow, ahead of Yiner Diaz. That's just right behind Chaz McCormick. This guy should be playing center field. Well, but is but is I, that I is that rating? No, no, no. But is that rating because of his usability and him being, you know, I, I, mean, I think it's based he, on last year's he was nominated for two gold gloves. Yeah, yeah. Right. And look, that is another question. How do you get Dubon in the game? If Bregman is hitting, if Pena is hitting, if Altuve is healthy, if, if if Jake Myers is doing well, if Chas McCormick is doing well, if 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 everything's going right, it's going to be a hard time to find time for Dubon to get in the game, and that could be a good problem and a bad thing because let's just say Dubon yeah. sits for two weeks because he didn't have an open spot, but all of a sudden he goes in there and he plays for two or three games and he's zero for eight, and everyone's like, "Oh, Dubon's." We told you it was a one-year anomaly. So that is one of the challenges that Joe Espada will face as a first-year manager. And that is where I, I know last year you were saying, well, gosh, I mean, you know, maybe they don't bring him in. Maybe they bring someone else in that has experience. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get baptized by fire this year. But I think if anybody in the league is ready to tackle something like this, it is Joe Espada. And I have full confidence in the way he handles this. All right, so I think for the next podcast, we need to take a deep dive into Mr. Jeremy Pena. Did you realize that he did not hit a home run the entire second half of the season? Yeah, July 5th was his last home run. 
Yes. So um, what are the rankings saying about him? Uh, is he going to increase his home run output from 10 from last year <laughs> to something else this year? Uh, so uh, Jeremy Pena, I think uh, a lot of what the Astros do this year will really depend on what Jeremy Pena does. We know he, he's a good glove, but I think he's got to adjust to major league pitching. But also Yiner Diaz is going to be a big uh, key to the Astros season. Yeah. And you brought up something earlier I didn't even think about. This is technically a walk year for Alex Bregman. Oh, yeah. He's going to want that money, baby. So he's going to go out there and he's going to hit the ball. I am. I am excited. I am excited to see. Um, um, I'm excited to see what Bregman does. I, I, I really think that Alex Bregman is going to absolutely have a great year. And um, y'all watch out because I think this offense is ready to roll in 2024. Yeah, I agree with you. So, guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you make your podcast home. Go and bring Locked On Astros home in 2024. And we will keep you updated whenever news breaks. And uh, for myself, Eric Heisman, for Brett Chancy, we are the Locked On Astros podcast. And we will see you tomorrow. And ghost trips, ghost rows, no yee howls in 2024. No, hey man, we're getting the yo jo segment going next.